you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right. How is everybody doing today? Hope everyone is well. Hey, welcome to welcome to the Executive Group Upgrades podcast with your host, Tim Madden. Hey, if you don't know me, I help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures, right? Find jobs they love quickly, be successful at those jobs, and continue to accelerate their career. Hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network on Facebook. We are approaching 10,000 members now, 10,000 directors, VPs, and executives in corporate America. If you're looking for a new role in 2023 and you're not in this group where we give free resources, something's something's maybe not right with you. Hey, if you're watching the ECN, say hi below in the comments because we are live right now. Hey, to my friends over on LinkedIn and YouTube, we appreciate you too. I'm going to do, <coughs> sorry, do the best I can and monitor comments as always before we get started. Hey. Of course, I always try to bribe you, right? Try to bribe you. If you get any value today, do me a favor. Leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, you, you know, After we're done, we upload this to Spotify and where else? Everywhere on the internet. But pe- people typically listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave me a review. Send this to a friend, right? And if you do, hey, email me at timexecupgrades.com and let me know where you're struggling in your search, because we have so many guides that can help you out. And of course, before we get started, if you need help in your career, right, this year, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast and schedule a call with our team. Hey, episode 67, let's get right into it. Everyone's looking for a job in 2023. Everybody is looking for a job. CNBC, Monster, Indeed are saying that 96% of professionals are looking for a job in 2023 at all levels, mainly because, number one, inflation. If you've been in corporate America for a while, you know that you typically get, right, a good review, a good review, performance review is what? 3% to 5%, right? So if you have a phenomenal year, that's 5%. I don't know about you, but rents are increasing, right? Milk is expensive. Taking trips becomes more expensive. It's getting pretty ridiculous, right? And companies can't keep up with this inflation, right? Number two reason people are leaving, as I mentioned last week on the podcast, but it's important, I have to bring it up, is they're not able to get promoted, And last year, I did a podcast that said, according to Forbes, if you are not changing jobs every two to three years, you're going to miss out on 50% of your lifetime earning potential. Let me repeat that. If you're not changing jobs every two to three years, you're missing out on 50% of your lifetime earning potential. Because most importantly, even a good raise, even going from 
X job to X job, right? What do you normally get when you're promoted at a company? Say you're making 150, right? A good increase at that company is probably 20K when you get promoted, but there is significant statistical data out there that shows your biggest increases come when you switch organizations. Okay. So, oh, and number three, they're leaving because of toxic cultures. So if that's you, I'm so glad you're, you're tuned in today because you need to have a blueprint. You need to have a plan and you need to know what to do because everyone's looking for a job this year. So how are you going to set yourself apart? Now, I want to address something with all of the, the layoffs of all of the companies. Despite all of the layoffs, we're only seeing a 4% reduction in all jobs. And here at ECU, over the past year, despite the economic you know, recession, all the crazy things the news are saying, which may be legitimate, our hiring has stayed the same. We're seeing the same amount of people hired that were in 2020 to 2021 to 2022, and we're already in Q1 of 2023, seeing the same amount of professionals hired each week. But you, you have to have a plan, right? Now, regardless of the economy, regardless of anything, right? If you can show people, if you can show people how to make more revenue, decrease costs, increase efficiency, you will never go without purposeful work. The problem is professionals typically have a, a problem communicating that and getting in front of the right people, which is why we have this podcast, right? Now, separation services. I do want to talk one thing. This is specifically because I know a lot of people listen to this podcast, right? If you were at one of those companies, because I've seen lots of videos on this recently, and I absolutely want to address this. If you were one of the individuals affected and you got a six month severance package, kudos to you. Kudos to you. Because most companies don't do that for professionals. And I see lots of these people at Google and at Facebook and, you know, at Salesforce posting on TikTok and Instagram, et cetera. And hey, it's devastating to get let go. I completely understand. It's devastating to get let to let to get let go. And I don't mean to be insensitive by what I'm about to say, but I see these individuals say, "I need to take three. Hey, I need to take a couple months just to clear my head." That's about the worst thing that you could possibly do. Because here's why: these individuals that just got let go, that are writing this six month severance package, thinking they're having all this ample time. Here's what's going to happen because I've seen it happen so many times before. They're going to do a little bit of activity, probably not getting anywhere. They're going to blink. Four months is going to go by. And then they're going to have two months without any plans and, and, and without any traction. And then what's going to happen, right? They're going to start getting depressed. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Do not set yourself up for failure. So if, if you just recently got let go, okay, and you have to take a little bit of time off, hey, I give you a week. Take a week off, go get a vacation, maybe a little bit longer than that, but then get to work. Do not put yourself in a financial risk. And if you're taking the next several months off, you're going to apply for one job or something where you're going to get no traction. You're going to have a huge wake up call come when that money starts to run out. So don't ever put yourself in a position to fail. That's my first message to you today. Don't ever put yourself in a position to fail. Now, with that being said, regardless of what is happening, regardless of inflation, not being promoted, 
toxic work culture, uh, being separated, regardless of what's happening to you or has happened to you, it's up to you. No one is responsible for your career except you. So you need to ask yourself, you need to ask yourself, what can I do to put myself in the best position possible to potentially land a job quickly? Most people, when they get laid off or they want a new job, what do they do? They go immediately to the job boards. I'm not a fan of job boards for multiple reasons. If you've been following this podcast, but mainly if you're a director, VP and executive, and you think you're going to get a job making two, three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars plus a year. And you think that job's just going to happen with a decent resume and applying to an indeed ad. You are seriously miscalculating what it takes to get the job and money that you love at the level of a director and above. Okay. So what are some things that you can do to put yourself in the best position possible? Okay. Because of the toxic, toxic work culture, because of inflation, because you can't get promoted, what can you do? Because here's the reality. And most people don't understand this. Okay. Most people don't understand that when you're going through a hiring loop, okay, there are other people out there. There are other people out there that are just as qualified as you have the same education, same certifications and same successes. How are you going to set yourself apart? I talk to people all the time, right? Our clients that make it through to the final rounds and they have this, they get some rejection. Rejection is a good thing. It lets you know you're targeting at the level that you should. But right now we're in the we're in the uh, football playoffs, right? You're in the playoffs if you make it to the second and the third round. And if you make it to to the final rounds, you're in the Super Bowl. Guys, how many Super Bowl blowouts have there been? Not too many, right? Because those teams have already proven that they belong at those levels. So guess what? If you're an interviewer, interviewee, and you make it through all of these levels, you have proven you have the knowledge, skills, capability, and you probably be, you probably fit the culture. You probably be good for the team. But so are the other three to six people who are in the final rounds as well. Do not. So here's my first message to you. Most people significantly underestimate the daily activities is actually required to get a job you love at a very high level and the immense competition that they're likely to face. Competition is every, everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. No matter, you know, I know you're sick of hearing this, but I got my first half marathon this weekend, right? Do you think those uh, men and women have been training for a couple months? Do you think some have been training for years? Or do you think they're just showing up to just run a half marathon or a full marathon? Probably not, right? Video games is competitive. Okay. Sports is competitive. Everything we do in life, we're being compared against somebody else. How are you going to set yourself apart in this sea of competition? And it all boils down to activity because the best people never get hired. Let me repeat that. The best people never get hired. Knowledge, skills, capabilities, etc. The best known and those who can effectively communicate their value, figure out the challenges, the opportunities that the company is facing, 
those are individuals that are going to get hired. It's discouraging sometimes too. I know it. how discouraging would it be to get beat out by somebody else when you're in the final rounds of a high level job and you are better than them. And I don't mean better. I mean, you have a track record of success that's better, but they were able to effectively communicate more difficult, right? So that being said, I have only two other things to go over on this podcast with you. Everyone's looking for a new job in 2023. The easiest way to set yourself apart is to leverage your network. Let me repeat that. Leverage your network. Leverage your network. And I know right when I said that, here's what everyone's already thinking in their mind. I've already done that. No one can help me. I don't know anybody, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all these excuses. But if you're following this podcast, you're, like, you're likely a corporate leader. You have had to build some relationships as you've gone through the ranks of manager, senior manager, intern, VP, director, senior director, et cetera. The easiest way to set yourself apart is to leverage your network in the right way, which 99% of the people I've talked to don't know how to do it effectively. So I'm going to give you today some practical tips that if Tim Madden was ever let go at a job that he worked at, this is immediately what I would do before I worried about anything else. The first thing I would do is build a list of these people specifically. If I wanted to leave my job, get another job, et cetera, I would say, since I've worked at my current company, has my boss left, my boss's boss left, a team member left, a cross-functional team left, a C-suite professional who was even four layers above me, did the CEO leave? And then I would ask myself, where are they now? Where are those professionals now? Where are those professionals at your last job prior to that? What about the job before that? What about the guy you groomed or the gal you groomed over a decade ago who you knew who was a high performer? Where are they now? Do you think that they might want to help you in your search? Did you build good relationships throughout your career with cross-functional teams, your teams, your boss's boss? Where are they now? I assure you they want to help you. I work with a lot of military veterans too. And I always use this analogy. I say, hey, when you get off active duty, who got off active duty within the past four years of you being in? Where are they now? Do you think if you might be able to get a hold of them that they might want to help you? And all of them say the same thing. Absolutely. If you had a good relationship with your boss and they left your company three years ago and now they work at Oracle, do you think they might be able to help you? Do you, do you think that they might give you an introduction to someone? So if your first thing is to go to the job boards and compete with everyone else who has the same skills of you, you're not going to get any traction. Business deals and hiring at senior levels, okay, is done via networking. So my first thing I would do is build a list of those professionals. I would build a list of those professionals and I would say, where are they now? And then when I reached out to them, I would not ask for anything, anything. I would say, hey, John, it's been a couple years since we worked at IBM together. Hey, I've seen you been over at Oracle for a couple of years, and I know we haven't connected. Hey, when can we get on the call for 10 minutes? 
right? Again, I'm not asking for anything. I'm not doing what most people do and say, hey, Tim, do you know anyone who's hiring? I know I haven't even talked to you in five years, but hey, do you know anyone who's hiring? Hey, is Oracle hiring? Why would you do that? Haven't I talked to someone in five years and you're just going to ask them for something? What's the level of rapport there? Zero. Zero. How do we establish, reignite, and build rapport, right? We have to reestablish that relationship. And the best way to do that is just to call it a check-in call. Hey, how you been? Just a check-in call. Ask them how they're doing. Ask them how they like working at Oracle. Ask them how the family is. Ask them, hey, what's your future career goals? I've seen you. You're a senior director now. You have been for two years. What's your next move? Oh, and by the way, where do you think I fit in at Oracle, John? Hey, John, I know this company was, I know, hey, I was looking at a job post and it's not the main reason I connected because I know it's just been a while, but who oversees this department? Hey, John, who, as I'm approaching my job search right now, right? Who does it might make sense to connect with in your network who might be able to use my knowledge, skills, and abilities to grow their business unit? Most people don't do that though. Why do we all run to the resume boards? and apply for 300 jobs and then complain about it when your best asset is literally right around you. Take advantage of that. Because think about this. If I've been an executive sales leader now, say I have 30 years of sales experience, I probably know hundreds of people. Why would I go out and do a cold apply instead of leveraging my network of people that I've helped throughout my career and people that have helped me? Right? Do you think your old boss, if you did a good job, would give you a recommendation? Do you think the CEO that left two years ago, even though he was four layers above, you don't think he might help you if you said, hey, John, when we worked together at IBM, right, you were a phenomenal leader. You did this, this, and this, and I love being on your team. Hey, I see you're over at this company now. Hey, if there's any way I could support you in any capacity, I would love to have a quick conversation. You don't think CEOs and C-suite people like people would drive and like people getting a hold of them and say, hey, I loved your leadership style and I would love to work for you again. You think they're just going to ignore you? And number one, if they do ignore you, that needs someone you want to work with anyway, right? So you need to leverage your network and you need to approach these calls as just, hey, how have you been? How's the kids? How's the job? Oh, and by the way, this, do you think you could help me? The reason I say that is everyone who says they've already done that, it doesn't work, I don't know anyone, continues to work with me over the years and years and years and years and years and years and still get significant compensation increases from people that they already knew even after they've been unemployed for over a year. This could quite possibly be one of the biggest factors in finding a job you love. Leveraging your network. So... This is exactly what I would do. And number two, at, during those conversations, sure, update your resume and have a good idea of what you're targeting. So many people, how many people, let me know in the comments, right? Or if you're watching online, shoot me an email at simonexecupgrades.com. How many people see these people on LinkedIn post? Hey, I'm looking for a job. If you know anyone, let me know. We don't even know what you're looking for, right? How can you position yourself in the best way possible? What are some things you think you'd have to do every day? Let's make a list right now, shall we? Do you think you might need to, you know, get up at a decent time? 
Do you think you might be able to do something for your mental well-being, like going on a walk, listen to some positive information? Do you think you might have to work on your job search a little bit every day? These are pretty much no-brainers, but they are highly missed by professionals, even at a senior level. So to recap in today's episode, everyone is looking for a job in 2023. If you're just going to rely on Indeed, LinkedIn, etc., job postings to get a job, that's not really an effective strategy, right? How are you going to set yourself apart? Despite the layoffs, companies are still hiring at the same rate they were in the past couple of years. Okay. Separation services. Hey, give yourself a couple of days and then, Hey, it's time to get to work. So you don't put yourself at risk. And what are you going to do to put yourself in the best position possible? Get out there and leverage your network. Ask people to introduce you to other people. Ask people, you know, how they've been doing. I assure you, this will help you. As always, if you need any help in your career, email me or go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Hey, I am here to help. Hey, if you want to reach your career goals in 2023, I want to help you. Okay. Best of luck, everyone. I'll see you next week.